Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone out there in the big, big wide universe. How are you doing today? Hope you're well. I'm Helena, Helena Steinhornstein, speaking to you yet again. And I'm going to start with saying, because someone told me you have to tell people that you're doing a meditation each time. So yes, at all the recordings, through when I talk through the time I have, and then at the end, there is always a healing meditation, a light meditation. I talk about the white light, the light, that healing light, and how to get it into you and how to use it for your good health and for your well-being. And those meditations are channeled, like all work I do. I channel everything. I just don't take other people's information. I get my information from way up high in the sky. (laughs) And that is what is coming to me. So nice to be with you again. And let's see today's subject. Yeah, we're going to talk about signs given to you from spirit. If you feel that you Sunday want to talk to me or you Sunday want to have an appointment or you Sunday need to look into one of my books, yes, that may be just how spirit talks to you. This is how it works. Spirit talks to you at those times when you least expect it. It's not that you sit there and and say, oh, please talk to me, talk to me, give me a sign. Very often that's just maybe even your fear or your wishes or whatever it is that is popping up when you do it that way. Now just sit there happily or unhappily and just send out the message send me a message, and then at that moment, it comes like a little flash to you. And there you are. That is the truth. This is what we have to to learn. It means this is the true spiritual way. This is also how intuition, meaning God, speaks to you. You can only receive that when you have the freedom in you when you are free enough to be aware of what is going on. If you are kind of conditioned by rules, like religious rules, and they are the worst, or political rules, whatever they might be, well, some countries where they have political rules, they might stop your spirituality, meaning your intuition, temporarily, because that can never be taken away from you. It will always reside there within you. And if you are in a place, in a culture, in a country, oh my God, those countries are there, unfortunately, unfortunately. If you're a woman, you know, allow that particular ability that you have within you, allow it to speak to you. Don't sit and just ask for it. Yes, ask for it and then do something else and then suddenly it pops to you. Because it's one thing about spirit. It, I don't say he, it 
wants to surprise you. I say it because it's he, she, it, he, she, everyone. I mean, in many times over. It's so big and so full of all the knowledge of the universe. It's there with you because you are a creation of this universe. This is what we forget. I use that a lot myself. I have taken up painting again. I start to feel I want to see my emissions <laughs> on on something. I was a very good artist sometime in my life and I had art shows and I was actually quite good. I say because why shouldn't I say so? That's what people said. And you, when you don't use it for a while, you lose it. So you have to practice again. And I'm now back to doing that. And it was kind of hard to get back to my old self but I just let go, and it's amazing. They came back. So now on my third painting here, I uh, kind of was stuck somehow. And I just asked, oh, be with me. I need you, please. I thank you for being with me. Because that word thank you is very important. And I started to paint wolves of all things. I started painting wolves. I never painted a wolf in my life. <laughs> I've seen them on pictures. I even see them in real life. But I never put one on canvas or on paper. And then I wonder, why do I suddenly start painting? And they turn out pretty well. They look good. They look like wolves. <laughs> and this is not one of my abstract paintings. This this comes out just like wolves. Of course, my paintings are a little bit weird. I mean weird in a sense that they're different. So, of course, with the wolves, there come there are other things. But anyway, then I looked up, what do wolves symbolize? What do they mean? And I see, oh, they show you the correct path to discover yourself. Hey, isn't that perfect? They were showing me the path to discover myself again. And also, it said, you are being watched over. Now, how good is that? You see how it helps to ask for help. And then I have a book, you know, it's, God, it's like seven inches thick, and you're meant to just open it up. Anytime you feel... That You know, people do that with the Bible. They also do it with my books. And I advise you to do that with my books. You just suddenly feel you want to have some kind of piece of advice. You open it up anywhere. And there comes the message. And I have that book and it does that. And I said, ask for, ask for advice. You are not alone. Hey, you know, it goes together. <laughs> and I'm so happy today because, you know, this morning I paint, I was on that painting again and I just changed a few things and it's in the room next door here. So if I kind of want to, I can go right out now and look at my work. But of course, I'm with you. So yes, things mean something. When I um, have had 
kind of situations, I would say, in my life, I was always looking for signs one way. Well, I didn't look for signs. I just needed support, I would say. And earlier, before I knew all these things I know now, because I didn't focus on these things before like I do now, I walked out along, you know, the ocean, or I walked into the forest, but when they were close by, and I walked someplace just to connect somehow. And I always got some kind of connection. When you walk along the ocean, and I think I told you that before, in Miami, I like to walk at the angel hour. We don't have that here on the West Coast where I live now in Florida. We have the evening sun and that one makes the whole beach look so bright and light until it sets. And at that time, thousands of people are coming to the beach and bring chairs and drinks and everything else just to enjoy the remarkable sunsets we have here. So those times have not been good times for me except for that hour when the sun suddenly sinks into the ocean. That angel hour is very, very short here on the West Coast. On the East Coast, it's much longer, though, because on the East Coast, the sun sets, of course, behind you. (laughs) And so it gets kind of, you get that twilight for a little while on the beach, that beautiful Florida twilight, like purplish. And that is the angel hour when I see I see my way, the angels. And I also see the birds coming in from the ocean, settle down on the beach for the night. And people are not there, really. It's kind of empty. So that's why I found it. And those times, I, found, I got messages all the time, very often through the waves. The waves were just come bring in something. And once I was asking for something and there was a really big, one of those big almost, well I I think it was like a conch shell, which but it wasn't one of those, but it was very much like that and you know, they are big. And I couldn't believe how that suddenly came out of the wave in that condition, like perfect And I thought, oh, and I put it to my ear and I heard the ocean, you know, like you hear in those. And that thought went through my head. And that was how I started to do what I'm really doing now. And this is how spirit talks to you. You don't walk around and just expect it to happen. You have to be surprised by it. And those signs are there all the time. Once you have that peace of mind, or even if you don't have that peace of mind, but you have the awareness and you're open-minded, wow, that comes to you. And what is it that closes your mind? Well, how you've been conditioned by society, which might be your surrounding, which might be religion or politics. They're about the same bunch, I would say. Religion and politics. 
because they got together in the group and they said, this is how we think and this is the only way you have to think. So that's why I say, no, leave all that stuff and just be you. Be open to spirit. has nothing to do with religion. Some people are so afraid of religion that they are not be spiritual because they don't know the difference. And if you Google it, I don't even think you get the proper difference, a description of the difference either. But the description is that spirit, being spiritual is being free, open-minded, willing to just follow that intuitive feeling, follow your heart. And you know what religion and, and politics, they are just dogma. They are rules. They are leaders. They are the pack. Like the wolves. Of course, when I painted my wolves, there were a few of them. But um, just because I was just learning one wolf, so I had to, learning how to paint one wolf, I had to just do the others too. So it worked. <laughs> so there we go. Now, how I got inspired to do this particular radio podcast about little symbols was because uh, just a few weeks ago, a friend of mine was moving away from town, actually moving away from Florida. And she uh, is a spiritual person, open, with an open mind, not quite with all the knowledge yet, but an open-minded person, wonderful person. And now she, uh, they had packed their things. They had, had, I think, the packers were there the days before. So the house was empty, but they had slept there anyway. And now they were going to drive to another state. Their bags were packed in the car. They were ready to go. The car was in the garage, the, car, the garage door was open, and here she comes. Her husband evidently was not with her at the time, and um, she comes to, to open the car, to take the car out in the driveway. And there's a white crane sitting on, on the car. You know what a crane is? It's a trana in Swedish. And crane is a, a bird, you know, white bird with long legs, long peak. And here you have this white crane sitting on her car. This is not like next to a big lake or a big ocean or anything of that kind. It's next to the street. <laughs> She's never seen a crane near her house before. And she's amazed. She knows that means something. She's too busy to think too much about it, but she walks up to the car. The crane doesn't move. It just looks so. She walks around the car to give it a chance to leave peacefully. It doesn't move. And she thinks, absolutely wonderful. This is an amazing thing. And it was an amazing thing because a crane is that it is that connection between you and the spirit world. It is just there to show you the way to move forward. 
way to good fortune, telling her and her husband, this is a good move. This was a good idea for you. So it was simply the messenger from spirit world to her that God is with you on this trip. Bless you. Good luck. And all this stuff. And when you go back into old cultures all over the world, I know you have people in Asia now who know very much what I'm talking about because in Asia you very often draw a little, well, not a little, but a white crane somewhere in a drawing, in a painting. And this was exactly that white crane. And the Native Americans, they have always believed in the white crane as a sign from the spirit world. So it's there, you know, it's there. Everything is there. Spirit is with you. Now start to, to open up a little bit more and use all those many dimensions within you. And begin to improve yourself that way with the forces of nature. You have no idea how very good this is for you just to be that way. And how should you be to receive all those messages? Well, follow the first commandment. Follow the light. Follow the right gods. How can you get anywhere if you don't follow that particular rule, I would say, of freedom, of being in the light. Every day you meet some kind of challenge or a moment of fear. Well, they're both the same, basically. But you meet some kind of challenge every day. Shall I? Shall I not? Right now I want to sneeze and I wonder, shall I sneeze or shall I not? (laughs) Evidently when I said it, it disappeared. But we have those challenges coming out of us or around us or with us, coming to us all the time. And what is it that we are supposed to do? Deal with it. We are supposed to deal with our situations so many of us just push it away and say, oh, no, I can handle it without this. Oh, no, I can handle it. No, I'll drop it on the side. No, I can handle it. Well, of course you can. But you need that tool called I am the light. So that is an energy within you. So that is the energy you're supposed to follow, not your problems. And life is what you have made it to be. It has always been that way and always will be. Life is what you make it to be. It's your choice. And it will always be that way. It's not going to change if you get older or if you get richer. Richer. Life is what you make it to be. It's not going to, to, to make any difference if you get married or if you have a child. Life is what you make it to be. No matter how many classes you go to or how many of those motivational books you read, 
if you still insist it has to be your way. You have to do this yourself, meaning living. You have to decide and follow the right choices. And there's one of the things you must not do, and that is to follow your idols. I see that in politics in this country. My God, you're making up idols, or one idol. Why? You turn people into idols who are directly, how shall I say, I was going to say something, but I said not suitable, not suitable to follow. And that is, you know, we have those first commandments. Next time I'm going to talk about the Ten Commandments and listen to those because they are there for a reason. They've been there for thousands of years, long before Jesus, long before Christianity, long before Muhammad. Because those idols that we worship, they came after many things. They came after the Ten Commandments. This is how old those Ten Commandments are. The first commandment is, as I said, within you, you have a power. I call that I am the light. That is that I am power, that unbelievable knowledge, world or universal wisdom of love. That is who you are. And the second commandment is don't worship idols, you know. And that's what people are, you know. You have Putin, you have Trump, and you have Elvis Presley, you know. Everyone going to that category of who they want to worship. Are they the right ones? That's not, that's not what it is about. There is only one God, and that's the first command. That's that power within you, that love that lives within us, that unconditional love, unconditional love, that means no judgment. Do you know what that means? No judgment. It means kind of a faith, trust and trust in the highest good. Well, well, I could talk about these things so much, but in my healing sessions that I do with someone in the world basically every day, not for all, not all day, but I do it just to keep in touch with the source of what is. I love doing that, but in those sessions I always see symbols with Within me, I cannot say how I see. I see the symbols. When I work with a person, symbols appear around that person. And this is how I see, ah, now healing has taken place. Now the session is actually complete because that is the time where those white doves, those white birds appear in the image that I have of my person that I work on. Although that person is way on the other side of the planet, but I see the energy of that person. That's why I don't have to be with the person. In fact, it somehow irritates me somehow when I see the person because 
then I see clothes, and I see hair, and I see, I see, you know, the body in a different way, not that spiritual body that I see long distance. So I prefer long distance. So now, when someone has gone through something, uh, and I work on them, and we remove that, and suddenly all those white birds appear around that person, or they sit on the shoulders of that person. It means the old weight is gone. Yes, now you're healed. And they are. As long as you don't put that back again, then you have to come again. So once you start to program yourself to that light, yes, then you will actually be more and more surrounded by all those white birds, cranes or doves or whatever they are. Doves have a very spiritual meaning. Even in the Bible, you have had white doves. When Noah, and you know Noah in the Old Testament who built the ark, and he, when new times were coming for him, those doves were bringing him olive branches in their beaks. So they're there. And also that Jesus talked about doves. We have doves, you know, the white birds being... And another thing I see a lot in my... Also mostly in my meditations, but I see the stars. And those stars, they have strong, strong meanings. They have, uh, you know, they show us the divine guidance. And that's why they appear in my channeled meditations. And all these meditations are channeled, as I said. They always kind of appear quickly. And people, when I say, oh, now this is your star. Yes, it is your star. I found your star for you. I found your inner guidance star for you in those sessions. And now here it is. And now your thing is keep in touch with that inner star of yours. Because it's that. It never goes away. <laughs> no, it likes to be there with you. It is a, a, a symbol for the message, connect with me. I'm here. I'm here. And they say also it's a symbol of God, which of course it is. Because me, the higher me. I have uh, one client who always sees Oh, she sees, but I see for her also pyramids. And pyramids pop up in those, uh, in these sessions, particularly for those who have come to me many times. And that is really showing me how you now come into union between you and your soul, between your human self and your spiritual higher self. And the pyramid also represents that it goes like a triangle. And I see triangle also. And those have a little bit of a different meaning if it's just, but once you put four triangles together, you get a pyramid. So basically they're built, and I read the person off that one too. So they are pyramid and triangle, they're building you up into divine connection. 
If you remember in my book, Constant Awakening, if you haven't read it, it's such a nice little book and you read it in three and a half hours and it's really worth it. I mean that. So in that book, I have a time when I meet with that Hopi Indian man. Uh, is that right when I say Native American of the Hopi tribe? I should probably say to be more correct the way we say now. And I remember still today, tall and kind of little skinny, long hair and braids, and how he brought me to what he said, to the cave of life with the tree of life. I just met him in the street and he said, I've been chosen for you to, for you to come to me. And when I tell the story, <laughs> people look at me in amazement and say, and you believe that? Yes, I just felt this was it. And this was in Sedona, Arizona. And when I would probably not, I wouldn't have believed it if I met him in New York. But here I met him in Sedona, Arizona, in the street. And when he said that, I said, yes, when? And he said, no, we have to walk early in the morning. It would get too hot later. And I said, yes, let's meet tomorrow morning. And we did. And he was there waiting for me. And I had my jeans and a hat, cowboy hat, you know, and I walked with him. And up that mountain, and he pointed at one point, oh, yes, you see that little opening way up in the mountain? It looks just like a black spot. We are going there. And I said, no, it's too hot. I can't. It's impossible. Don't you see that? It's impossible. It's too far. I don't know what happened, but suddenly we ended up there without any effort. And we walked into that cave. And you have to read the book now what happened next because it's such a wonderful, it's a true story. It's a true, beautiful story. And after that, my life changed. And people saw me afterwards and before and afterwards and said, you've changed, what happened? Yes, I said, I met life. I met spirit. I am a new person. It's just like all the old limitation was gone. And it was true. It it changed my life. And that's the beginning of the way I am now. Oh, well, you know, I was born a certain way, of course. Symbols, talk about symbols. When I looked at people when I was young, I looked at them, but I saw further than at them. I saw into them. And inside of them, I saw all those symbols, like a square, like a circle, like a half moon, you know, and a triangle. Triangle was very dominant usually. I didn't know what that meant. But early on, you know, afterwards, you know, that was early on. Now afterwards, of course, I know what all those symbols mean. You know, the pancreas, the liver, the heart, you know, the, the spleen, all those organs, they showed themselves as, as symbols. And if they had little stains on them or little spots on them, because those were actually spots or tumors of some kind, if they, now I could judge what kind of tumor it was according to the color. 
And again, colors are coming to me in those healing sessions. And that might be the same with you now. That colors mean something. I paint my my rooms, uh, working rooms, and rooms of love, so to speak. In my bedroom, my workroom, and party room, I paint them in this melon, orange color, cantaloupe and <laughs> melon color. People love it. They don't know why they feel so happy. Well, I'm not talking my bedroom as a place of, you know, others, but what I'm saying is, it's a place of connection with something higher. You still have the red in there, which is, you know, the grounding. But then you have the yellow in there, and you have that mixture of those two. It really lifts you higher and higher. Maybe some one woman who was uh, very, well, she wasn't quite like me. She painted her party room like orange. She couldn't stand it. <laughs> she asked them to paint it white afterwards. That was fine for her. It depends on the decor, of course. In my party room before, I had those dark beams. It looked beautiful, you know, with a white ceiling and dark beams across the, the ceiling. And the walls and all the paintings and everything else, the furniture lit up my paintings in there. It looked really, it gave that ambiance and people like it. And in my workroom, it's the same thing, that it gives that ambiance. If people come in here, they say, oh, this feels so good. I love the energy. Yes, you are energy. And all about you is energy, looking for a new energy that will be in harmony with your energy. And you have no idea there are little symbols that popping up in front of you all the time. And they're trying to tell you little things. Like butterflies, you know, suddenly pop up and there are no butterflies inside. It could be in the city street and suddenly there is a butterfly that telling you, oh yes, we are here with you, you're not alone. I remember the psychologist and author Wayne Dyer, Americans know of him, I'm sure Wayne Dyer was a great person. He talked about butterflies, how they usually, how they would speak. Well, this was in a lecture that he said that, and he said in that lecture that um, uh, he always saw some kind of messenger in butterflies. And if he suddenly started to speak, feel the presence of a deceased friend when he saw a butterfly, he said that happened all the time. He suddenly got, in his mind, he got the image of a deceased friend when he saw a butterfly. That was his deceased friend who now tried to communicate with him. He was very open. He wasn't this open-minded to spirit in the beginning of his career. He was more psychological. But as he was getting deeper and deeper into his subject, he started to become more spiritual. And I've seen that with many of those 
uh, males, as I call them, who just are so into the root point one, two, three, they change as they get deeper and deeper into it and they become more spiritual. And that is what I would like you to do with these shows, these podcasts, in whatever country you live in. And I bless you women in Iran. Please continue and continue to do the light and send the light to that old government, that religion. You know, religion has done so much harm. It's done lots of good too. But if you think about religion, it has put the limitation on us human beings. We human beings have not had the opportunity through the centuries because of religion. They took the opportunities of our free will away because we had to believe it all day all the time, the way they said it had to be. All Europe is formed by that. People lived in fear all the time, and they still live in fear, particularly, and this is interesting, in Sweden. They live in fear of what they call religion because it it makes them fearful somehow. It makes them not happy somehow because the souls that have come to Sweden, the one, the souls that have reincarnated in Sweden are very often people who have been in ceremonies, religious ceremonies of, you know, of being killed because of, of a god somewhere or because of a religion. So they are in Sweden, it's kind of resting period. That's why Swedes are so much into the peace effort and just doing everything good with their environmental policies and whatever it is. But it also means that people in Sweden, I say in particular because I have a lot of listeners in Sweden, they are seekers. And when I'm in Sweden, they all come to me, you know, it's packed. When I saw people in person, because people thought they would have more results when they saw me in person, they were there standing, you know, being in my room, you know, and standing in in the door, (laughs) sitting in the waiting room, on their way into the waiting room. I mean, they were lining up to see me because they're such seekers. They want to have something more. They are looking for the light, but they're so afraid of being mocked. But it's opening up now. So start the swim to recognize the light. And you can reach me here as well, long distance. It works. I don't have to see you in person. I think I'm better long distance because I'm not intimidated by someone who sits in front of me. I might want to stretch out my hands in a way. And people see that, you know, and I've kind of work with the energies and people see that and I dare not do the same thing in front of you by long distance. I'm sitting here moving my arms like crazy. (laughs) So anyway, let's do our meditation here. We don't have much time, but immediately just relax and relax. 
and relax. And you can go to a previous show and listen to the meditation there. And you relax some more. And immediately you feel that within you there is a light in your chest area. This is the true you, the truth about you. I am the light. You feel it and you know it. And suddenly you look up in the sky and you see this big, big star up in the sky. That big, big star in the sky, as soon as you know, are connecting with that star in the light. You inhale because it is sending you a ray of light. And it now goes through the sky and now it hits you. You open up to this ray of light. More and more and more. You open your arms. You open your heart. You breathe in more and more. Do you feel that incredible power of the light? It heals your body. It heals your thoughts. And immediately... You just, in your imagination, you put in front of your eyes just a light, a cosmic, beautiful, moving white light. And you inhale the power from that light. You feel more and more and more the power of the light. You breathe it into your lungs. You fill your lungs. You breathe it into your thoughts. And your thoughts are now getting clearer and clearer and clearer. I love. You feel you have love all of a sudden. I love. I love the light. Yes. I love the light. You feel it and you know it. You are now in harmony with the whole universe. And you feel in a moment you are just on top of the world. And immediately I see that peak of a pyramid. Just the peak of a pyramid. And it sends out energy to you and you take that energy and you send it on to those countries that need love and light love and light love and light that is spirit being with you right now you inhale in comfort this incredible energy. I'm with you. Sending your light. Sets this higher power called I am the light. This is the universe within you. And you accept that right now. 
you give thanks. Slowly. You are now coming back to the here and now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You take a deep breath and you think blue sky in front of you. I am Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you from the beautiful and very open and sunny Florida with 81 degrees, which is about 27 degrees centigrade. Perfect weather for a moment in the night. I thank you for listening to me. We will talk soon. God willing, of course, always. But we will soon be together again in the night. Thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you for tuning in. And my websites are bodysoulconnection.com, findingyourinnerlight.com. Again, bodysoulconnection.com. Make sure you spell soul correct, which is correctly, which is S-O-U-L, bodysoulconnection.com, and findingyourinnerlight.com. My email is Dr. Helena, D-R, Helena, info, short for information, at yahoo.com. Keep in touch, please. I would love to hear from you and give suggestions what you want to hear more about. Please. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.